Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I am Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, October 5th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got a deep dive into Jim Jordan's chances at speaker. Number two, Ukraine support erodes among Republicans. And number three, Donald Trump's new messaging in Iowa. All right, Jake, let's get into it. I think you have an announcement before we get into the stories this morning. Uh, This is a big day for me personally and emotionally, Anna. Um, (laughs) I am am here to announce, and I know this, you know, I won't be commenting any further on this. um, If, you know, this is the all I'm going to say about it. Um, My microphone problem is fixed. And (laughs) we are no longer operating with an echo. We are operating just in a crisp audio setting. Uh, I appreciate everybody um, dealing with this as I work through this personally. Um, and, you know, I, I I thank you all for your support and because it's not been easy for me. So, Anna, uh, I know you were very worried about this um, and it was keeping you up at night. And I'm sorry for that. I am sorry to leave you as as uh, as my longtime my longtime work partner. I'm very sorry to leave you kind of feeling like this. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I what I would what I am excited about is to stop getting messages about how bad your audio is. All right, let's get into it. The t- yeah, and I am sorry. <laughs> the top story uh, of this morning. We are leading Punchbowl News AM with a look at House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan and his bid for speaker a really interesting somebody we have covered you know dating back uh for a very long time um the 59 year old jordan has really it's it's such a fascinating twist jake and how he has gone from being kind of chief tormentor of the you know, then speaker john boehner really being a rabble rouser to being part of the uh, establishment uh part of the house republican leadership yeah, and I'm going to even take a step back from there um, for a second, which we did at the top of the AM edition, and just say, um, based on my reporting over the last 24 hours, I don't think Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise is going to be the speaker uh, very easily. Now, I, I don't know if they're going to be the speaker. I don't. I do have doubts based on my reporting, based on my conversations with many, many lawmakers over the last you know 24 or so hours that. It's going to be tough for either of them to get to 218. They know that. They all know that. Now, there's a couple dynamics worth considering here. Number one, um, Republicans can't continue to look like clowns in the sense that they can't go to the floor with a candidate, Anna, that doesn't have 218 or that they're rolling the dice on. (laughs) You know, they cannot do another 15 or multiple rounds of balloting. Everybody we speak to in the Capitol we're on the phone, doesn't matter where we're speaking to them, um, believe that they need to wrap this up on the first ballot. So that's going to have to happen behind closed doors over the next um, uh, the next couple of weeks. I also don't think, Anna, so let me just put a finer point in that. I think that the Speaker of the House, the 56th Speaker of the House, might be somebody that we don't currently know. <laughs> we might know him or her, but it's somebody that we don't, we're not seeing at this point. Let me pause there and see what you think about that. Listen, I think there's two points here. One, the idea of multiple ballots. Of course, I don't think anybody wants a messy, drawn-out speaker's race, right? They've been through that. They've been through it on the floor. Uh, you know, Republicans in chaos has been leading basically all cable news you know, since this went down. 
So what they might want to have versus what actually happens are probably two different things. And I think you're right in the sense that, you know, we don't know yet. There's not somebody who's emerged as just ha- having locked down the entire race. These things, I think so much is about momentum and, you know, kind of being coming out strong and then also being able to have the ability to kind of go through and, and whip the votes. There's, they have a five seat majority. It's going to be hard for them to get to 18. And right now, you know, everybody's making their case and they're all going to go home and they're going to come back to, you know, early next week. And we'll have to see where things shake out. Yeah. And let me add, let me add one other thing to this dynamic. I don't think this will be wrapped up by, by next Wednesday. I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't think it will be. Um, it was ambitious to say it would be. And, you know, Anna, as two entrepreneurs, we love ambition. But <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Period. I don't. All right. Let's talk about Jim Jordan, though, because that's what we're talking about this morning. We will be diving into other candidates potentially as well as this either draws out or, or, or doesn't. But certainly let's talk. Let's, we did a SWOT analysis uh, this morning in AM. Well, why don't you kick it off for us? Yeah, I'm going to go through this quickly because uh, there's a lot in here. Listen, uh, Jim Jordan has a lot of strengths, a lot of weaknesses, a lot of vulnerabilities, a lot of opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. Um, his strengths are are pretty well known. I mean, this is somebody that the um, the right loves. Good on TV in for Republicans who are obsessed with what happens on television, even though they say they're not. Um, and uh, he... You know, listen, he is somebody who is more in line with the Republican base on policy than most people. He's not in line with the <laughs> with the middle of the conference in any way, shape or form. He raises money, not a lot of money. And I would say his weaknesses, one of his weaknesses, Anna, is he some like, can you bring in Jim Jordan to a room of people uh, who are billionaires and say, give and, and, and you know, for people who are going to donate 10 or 15 million dollars or five million dollars or a million dollars to a super PAC. That's an open question. We don't know the answer to that. I think that pe- there are plenty of people who are skeptical that he is that person. Um, but listen, one of the opportunities, I'm not, the weak, the weaknesses. I mean, listen, they're pretty clear. He has no ability. He has no, he has no history of of um, uh, compromising in any way, shape, or form. So uh, that, and that's thing you need a speaker, and he's somebody who's a hardliner. He believes do what you, you know. His big thing is do what you said you would do, which is like. Um, He's like, you don't campaign on one thing and do something else. That's not a weakness. That's a strength to a lot of people. But, you know, aspirations are not necessarily reality. Biggest opportunity um, is quite obvious. He's a break from the status quo. Um, If you're looking for someone outside of the leadership structure, Jim Jordan might be your guy. So, Anna, what do you think about all those points? Yeah, no, I think it's it, it, it's all things that, uh, you know, he's going to have to deal with. I do think the fundraising issue is going to be an issue. I do think your point, I actually think the biggest strength is that he is not, you know, hasn't been, the you know, so closely tied to McCarthy. Um, he is a break. I think there's clearly uh, fatigue uh, among House Republicans uh, with the kind of McCarthy camp and how they've done their leadership. Uh, but I think I do think that you cannot underestimate the need to. To compromise when you are a speaker, right? When you are having to govern. Um, and I think the question is really how does he sell them that, you know, that he's not just going to put them into a government shutdown here 40 some days from now? Um, because th- when you're in divided government and you have such small majorities, you know, th- that is the reality. It's not like you just get to get everything you want or else go home, you know, and, 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 and pout about it. 
Yep, exactly. Okay, uh, th- the threats here, cl- I mean, clearly Scalise has a, a much bigger and more um, uh, sophisticated operation. I mean, that's just the reality. But I, I think, you know, Anna, I almost feel that we are getting ahead of putting the, court, the cart ahead of the horse because I don't think this... I just don't think this race is um, is is close to done or close to full. I could just tell you that. It's going to be interesting. I mean, that's the but the point is, and we say this all the time, Jake. You can't beat something with nothing. So somebody else is going to have to emerge. There's, you know, it, it, this is, happens with Democrats for years and years with with Nancy Pelosi, where they were always upset that she was the, you know, she'd been there too long and all this other stuff, but nobody else would actually get into the race. So the question is going to be. Who actually gets into the race? Who wants the job after seeing basically how very difficult it is? Um, you know, but to your point, like, I mean, this could change. The dynamics could change very dramatically if somebody else makes a counter run. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Washington versus the world. Ukraine aid facing new hurdles amid House GOP shakeup is the headline uh, for the number two story in Punchable News AM. Um, basically a look at how difficult it is going to be for uh, House Republicans to find support uh, among their conference for aid, just as you know, we have a ton of senators in this item uh, coming out of a private briefing more convinced than ever that they, there is a need for this money to Ukraine. But it's hard to see how exactly this is going to get done. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually even more skeptical than that. I don't think it will get done anytime soon, absent a discharge petition. Um, to be honest with you, I think that there is. I think that we are going to be in a very tough spot vis-a-vis Ukraine aid over the next um, uh, over the near future. I think that um, uh, every candidate that's running for speaker is not for Ukraine aid right now. Scalise Jordan, whether they would they what whether they have said it publicly or not, Jim Jordan said in a meeting yesterday in a uh, meeting with the Texas delegation, I want to offset Ukraine aid. You're talking about fifty, sixty billion dollars. Uh, I don't think that's going to be something that the administration wants. I think that the Senate is beginning to grapple with that, a much more hospitable place, Anna, for Ukraine aid. So I, I think this is a very big um, this is a very big problem for Ukraine and for the US, the alliance that Joe Biden has built. All right, let's go on to the number three story of the morning, the campaign. Uh, interesting look uh, on Republican messaging at the presidential level. Donald Trump running a new ad in Iowa saying that he will destroy Mexican cartels like he did ISIS. The spot is focused on President Joe Biden's handling of the border, a major issue for congressional Republicans. Uh, and we'll be interested to see if this kind of messaging starts to permeate at the Senate and local level. Yeah, well, listen, Republicans could do something on the border. They passed H.R. 2. But one of the interesting things, Anna, uh, dovetailing with this with this uh, Trump messaging is that uh, Steve Scalise said yesterday, it's not enough. He kind of, kind of a light contrast with with Kevin McCarthy. Not enough that you pass H.R. 2, the big Republican um, border bill. But you also have to figure out a way to get it into law. Uh, and that's something that Scalise is saying and is is. Uh, 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 you know, saying that you need to have a plan to get it into law, which Republicans, of course, have not had a plan on at all. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be something Republicans talk about over in this campaign, number one, and also when it comes to um, when it comes to the campaign trail. So very interesting to see this ad in the uh, uh, presidential primary, really the general in Iowa. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Pond, share it on social media. 
You can find us at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.